Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's postcard is from Tetovsko. And the song is Oriano Sokol Jano. song sang in traditional way accompanied only by cavals when it dates from it's hard to say in the song there is no time being mentioned no names mentioned to associate you with any events and ah, time so connections there's no reference there. no references so it's an old song who knows how long as long as probably life exists and love exists because it is a love song I've learned the song during the time when I was accumulating, I was listening and archiving, storing into my mind songs from all over, you know, Macedonia and beyond. At that time actually was when I stopped singing, but I was just, you know, still enjoying the music. And I heard the song more than three decades ago, and it was performed the first time by Izvorno Trio, from Teto, that's what was the name of that a vocal trio, three brothers or cousins. The way we have expression for that kind of relationship, relative related people is brother by uncle or brother by aunt okay. or sister by uncle or sister. That means, you know, he is my uncle's son or daughter and our fathers are siblings or mother's siblings. So I don't know, they must have been first cousins or brothers I thought I knew more about them, but when I was thinking and when I was trying to find and make connections between the people I thought you know they were and the people that I knew and still know, I just saw that there is no connection nor a blood relation. I thought you know they were connected from the family Gavrovsky, which is Olga Sichan and Simo Gavrovsky. The fr- I've talked once about Olga. Yes, you did. And yeah. there's a recording of this song yeah. by them. Mm-hmm. Not this song, a different song. Different song, Orimome, Lastermome. We'll talk about them later on in when we get to Zat Planinata beyond the mountain city. They were Gavrovsky, both of them. Sichan is her married name, and her brother Simo Gavrovsky. 
And these guys, first being known as Tetovsko Trio, later on they were named as Trio Mokri Bracha. Mokri Bracha, literal translation of Mokri Bracha is Wet Brothers, but always referred to the brothers by, as we say, glass, you know, brandy. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, drinking. So, as Mokri Bracha, they even won the European uh, radio uh, song contest one year. I don't know what year exactly it was. Probably in the you know, beginning of the 90s. Yeah, the beginning of the 90s. That's when they won that European radio song contest. That's the same contest which goes, we used to go, I don't know whether it's still going on or not, in Bratislava. Anyway, uh, that was organized by uh, Radio Bratislava. And people from all uh, radios all over Europe send, uh, send their uh, traditional recordings, traditional songs recordings. And that's how actually the trio Kuchkovki were being acknowledged as good singers all around Europe because with song Ellen Chitsevisoka Planino, you know the song. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the song which won that European radio contest, and then they became the Kuchkovki trio. Ah. So, and this uh, trio, Mokri Bracha, was another, you know, trio with traditional Gaida song. Vanya Lazarov also was one ah. with a city style song, urban song. At that time, they were uh, as Mokri Bracha, but that name did not last for a long time. As I heard from Zhivko Firfov, the late Zhivkor Firfov, the very well-known ethnomusicologist and radio producer at the radio song and folk department at Radio Skopje. He said that the trio kind of went apart when uh, one of the, the leading voices in the trio, Drago, left and went to, uh, to live, he moved to Zagreb, Croatia. So only two of them were left. And later on, that vacant space was filled in with one of the sons of the trio, Slavko. Then they became Trio Gavrovsky, which uh-huh. is their last name. Okay. Okay. So that is a son, a father, and I don't know whether that's a brother or even stepchild that didn't know exactly what the you know, relationship was. I talked to him once. And he, he wasn't very sure. Actually, he, they did not even record, you know, these old guys, the old trio at Stepche's time. That's the time when Stepche came to Skopje and that famous Mokri Bracha and Tetovsko trio went apart. Okay, they split up. At that they point. split up at that okay, point. Right. Now, uh, that trio Gavsky does still exist. They and still sing? Yeah, they still sing. But I hate to admit this and I hate saying this. It's not the same. The leading guy is the son of one of the guys from the old trio. And this young kid does not really have the feeling of singing the traditional Tetovsko region songs. He's trying hard, but it's not the same. That guy Drago, who moved to Zagreb, he was, he was the voice 
And there are no recordings of him. Yeah, no, there is recordings. Of Drago. Mm -hmm. Under the old name, though. Yes, there is recordings, very nice recordings. There's actually even a recording of this song with that old uh, trio. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. several, several uh, Gaida songs. Amentrio singing with Gaida, which is something that you cannot find in, everywhere in Macedonia. Teto is one of them, then uh, down by Radovich, uh, there's another Bracia Stojanovski singing also uh, with Gaida and the orchestra too. They're so different and they put a different feeling in the songs. One of them is Eastern Macedonia and the other one is a northern part of Macedonia, mm -hmm. which is Tetoska. In the examples that I will present, you know, in this program, the listeners of this uh, podcast can see them for themselves, you know, what I'm talking about, how different they can be, how different the ornamentation is uh, from one to another. Even, you know, Tetov from Skopje is totally different. Right. Totally different. So the guy that's playing is different also then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just the same. Yeah, it's totally different. But, you know, it's actually the living voice, the one who, who makes the specifications of the song, of the region where they come from. Mm -hmm. As I said, you know, remember once about Kuchkov Kim when we talked? Kuchkov is only, you know, I don't know how to, 10, 12 miles, uh, kilometers from Skopje. Still, the music is, is different. Mm -hmm. The ornaments are different. And if you ask me, you know, there's something between Skopje and Tetovo in the ornamentation and interpretation of Kuchkovo and uh, Tetovsko. 
Is Kuchkovo on the way to um, Tetovo? It's on the way. From but, Skopje. Yeah, from Skopje. Kuchkovo is something like that. It's about 10 kilometers and Tetovo is something like 35. Mm-hmm. So you said this was a love song. Is it a particular kind of love song? A, a fellow leaving, a girl pining away for her her lost love. What kind of love song is it? It's a love song, David. Thank you. Whether you go away or not, still expresses the love. But you're right. It can be sad love, can be happy love, can be longing love. This is maybe, maybe it's a kind of a longing love because a guy is expressing his feelings of love by praising this girl, how she was up high to him as an image. He's comparing her eyes with the hawk eyes. And uh, you know the hawk eyes. Hawk is a bird which has a very sharp mm-hmm. sight, seeing, can see everything from up high, you know, yeah. than the sky. So that's where he, where he plays this girl with the beauty up in the sky. Uh, in the song, he says, "Your eyes are dark, and mine mine are colorful, mixed up colors. Let's mix them up." Your eyes and my eyes. Yes. Uh, she replies, it's easy to mix the eyes, but how can we separate them later on? Uh-huh. So that's how the song ends. It's still a love song, as I said. You said this was uh, traditionally done with kavals? Yes. Why couldn't it be done with a gaida, for example? It can be done by, done by a gaida. It can be. It's not that it cannot be. But the effect of the music beyond, behind the leading voice would not be the same. Oh, right, it would be different. Yeah, because, you know, uh, the guy, the guy that has a bit sharper sound than the Kaval. Kaval has this honey-touched sound. What's the Macedonian for honey-touched? Meden zvuk. Meden zvuk. Yes. Okay. Like uh, Mary Sherhood says, and Raif Hiseni, they both said that I have a honey voice. Proudly I say that. Honey-touched voice, right? Honey-touched voice. <laughs> Anyway, so that means, you know, when a voice is mellow, kind of sweet, not so loud, not so sharp, mm-hmm. we do say, oh, maiden voice. And that's what kavals do. That's the effect of the kaval sound. Mm-hmm. Kind of mellow, kind of, you know, a voice waving uh, somewhere in the sky, in the space. And that makes even the, the vocal voice spread into the air, into the space. And I've noticed that when, when um, the guide players, when they want to emphasize that kind of a mellow tone, mellow touch in their interpretation, they do not play the guide, they just have the drone. They only let the drone play so that the vocalist can make a full interpretation of the feelings kind of floating in the air. Right, so the vocalist will go and then 
guide will be holding the both the drone from yes. the long pipe and the drone from the chanter, and the the vocalist floats over. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. You know, I notated this song for your book, and it's remarkably ornamented. And I was wondering if you said that you heard this song when you weren't performing. That you learned it off of of the radio, or learned it off of a, a record or a recording. Did you actually learn the ornamentation when you were listening to it, or did you apply your own ornamentation to the melody? <laughs> you know, this is a very good question, actually. And you ans actually answered my... And you actually initiated something that I was going to say. I heard the song, and the song got into my mind, into my soul. Mm -hmm. I always say it's still in there banging from one rattling around <laughs> yeah in well from one wall to another wall of my mind or my soul whatever but i do i do build up my way my no i build up my own approach to the song i get to the song and then you know i express the song as it is being felt inside of my my soul inside of my inside of my heart and i don't think the ornamentation is exactly the same yeah i would be surprised as, if no were. no no some people are trying to to make a copy paste it's not possible you cannot you can only in computers you can make a copy paste in real life you cannot even if you try to do that it will not be authentic it can be just a bad imitation why would you do something like that when you can try and get your own best interpretation with your own ornaments of course within the limit of the song the melody of the song so i always i always put a little bit here and there my own in ornamentation and people don't not always even notice that as something different from the original because never hurts you know to improve something like in everyday speech you learn a, a tone right three notes why not make you know in between those three notes a couple of others mm -hmm. and make it nine notes you know what i mean mm -hmm. i think people who are learning this music who are not macedonian don't have a, the reference points that you do Having, being Macedonian, growing up, hearing the music, hearing the language all the time, speaking it. And I know that some people have tried to imitate or copy-paste, as you put it, the songs that they hear because they don't know what else to do. They haven't got an instructor, haven't got you around to teach them. What advice would you give people who are trying to learn a difficult song such as this one, but who are not Macedonian and don't have those reference points? This is also a very good question. You know, I'm so, uh, you'll be surprised how many people are good in this, David, because I teach uh, at the camps and I see different people and I see people who are skilled in singing, people who know, who understand. Some people have their own personal path to come to the music, to get the music, to learn the music, to see, you know, and then after they study, they make their own interpretation. Some people are more, some people are less successful, but they are trying. And I always encourage people to try, not to copy-paste, especially if you don't have anybody around you, uh, then it's hard. But if you have somebody, ask for an advice, take somebody's lead and see if you can, you know, can do a better job and you can get a better approach, you know, toward the, the marrow of the song. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to say that my students, the students I teach at the camps, 
are very, very successful. They are good listeners and they take, you know, the advices and they, they are always willing to try more and more because I've seen that uh, when they come back to the camps. Nowadays, I don't have to go back to some of the things I've... Some of the basics. Some of the things that I've always, you know, mentioned and taught. Of course, you know, unless there's a new one student and there's always new students, but it never hurts, you know, to remind the people. Mm -hmm. And I always remind them, don't do a copy-paste. Try to get the song, learn the music, and if you do a little bit slightly different than I do, it's nothing wrong because that's that's your personal way to express the song which is inside of yourself. And if they don't know where the limits of the melody or the ornaments would be, you would be there to let them know that part sounded just fine, this part you went a little outside, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. But, you know, maybe I'm lucky because I do have people who know music. Well, they've been, they've been listening, yes. they're committed enough to go. They all the experience, yeah. yeah, yeah. But for the beginners, with the beginners, it's hard to, it's yeah. hard to because they take everything for granted. Right. Like mommy said no and no. No, but you know, they still have time to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these three new, new, new girls I had this summer at my camp, they're very young, one of them 16, 14, 12, something like that. And they got all interested because of, you know, their parents were into music. And I had even two fathers and two daughters in oh, nice. the same in my class. And I'm sure these girls, they never went out to the limit because they know they're still not that experience. And they were just trying to follow me and everybody else. And luckily, they were very disciplined. They never went beyond, you know, mm-hmm. the allowed walking about or wandering about you know in the, the melody, in the right? scale in the, or the scale yeah, yeah the scale so and i'm sure these girls will if they keep on going you know to different classes i'm sure that one day they will be able to to create their own way to the traditional singing and i'm so glad that i had these young girls in there it's kind of a new blood refreshing mm-hmm. and encouraging you know for uh, the next kids coming, that was, you know, three generations I had in my class. Yeah, that's wild. Three generations. That means these girls are the new generation of EFC. Mm-hmm. So EFC can be sure that there will be people even later on to keep on and going on with the tradition of organizing these international folk camps. You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by izvormusic.com. Слушавте македонска разгледница представено от izvormusic.com. We're your hosts David Belidis и Dragi Spasovski. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим што бевте со нас и до слушање.